Okay, so uh, I did receive an email from somebody who uh, I listened to the Shit, part one, and he says to me, what about the little bells on the Sefer Torah? You know, sometimes you have a Sefer Torah that has either a kesa, a beautiful crown, a silver crown, or on that, say, chaim, and sometimes they have these little silver bells on the Sefer Torah. What's the heter for that? That's a musical instrument. What's the heter to move around with that, right? So, you know, most of this week's parishes, we have all these parishes of the Kain Godel and the Avodah Space Hamigdash and everything, and it makes it interesting because the, the Indian was, and that was the whole, the whole Indian of the various begodim that the Kohen were made, was that specifically that you should hear that he comes in, the Indian of hearing the noise. So Ravazna and Shevet Alevi actually has a tshuva specifically about this in Chedek Aleph Semen Samach Aleph, and he writes that there is no problem with carrying a Sefer Torah with those bells. Some of the Tainals covered a Torah. It's good for people to hear the Sefer Torahs moving around because you want people to stand up. But he says, Pashab Shat, you don't generally hear them. You don't generally hear them jingling away when you carry this Sefer Torah. I mean, if you do, that's definitely not the kavana of someone with that case. It's generally done not for the noise. When you make those bells, it's not for the noise, it's for the beautification. And therefore, if it happens to make a noise, that's not really the Indian, and therefore that will be okay. Agav, the Mishtabrua, by the way, in Shinnam Ches, goes through the Indian of a bell that's attached to a door. You know, for example, you can have fridges that have like a little, something, a magnet stuck onto it, and every time you open it, you know, you hear a noise, right? It's great when there are kids in the house and you want to find out how often they open and close the fridge, right? Every time you hear, close the fridge! You know that famous saying that people had running around during the corona times, during quarantine. You're not hungry, you're just bored, right? Stop opening the fridge. People open the fridge just to... Can't seem to find anything. That's interesting. And that's how it is. So you have this one of those bells, so that will be awesome. Mr. Brewer Puskins, that if you, for example, they have um, front doors that have them. They have kitchen doors. Every time you open them, you know, boom, you hear a noise, a jingle, whatever it is, little bell things that knock together. That, says the Mr. Brewer, is problematic, even though, and Mr. Brewer is very clear about this, it's not a cultural share where there's a musical sound going on. There's like a song being sung? No. There's no musical rhythm, there's no beat. But at the end of the day, since that is something that's meyuchad for the, for, the, for the noise, for the music, so um, that would be fine. That would be okay. I'm sorry, that should be taken off. That should be removed from the door on Erev Shabbos. Because again, it's something that's miyuchud for a noise. And anything that's miyuchud for a noise, we said yesterday, even though you're not doing it, is automatically going to be problematic. Okay? So that is the Indian over there. Let's move on abyssal to see a little bit of Vita. Another interesting shaila is what about a rattle? For a baby, right? For example, let's say you've got a baby on the floor and the baby's crying, the baby is moaning, whatever it is. You give the baby a rattle, so the baby all, all of a sudden gets, you know, fine, okay, a rattle or some kind of other noise making machine or something similar to that. And the answer is no. It's not allowed to be given. Why? These things are mukta. A rattle or anything that's miyuchut for making noise is considered to be mukta. Why? Because if it's into Shilamat Ches, the halach of Ashmazko, which means it's miyuchut of making noise and therefore it cannot be done. Even though when you shake the rattle, you're not making a musical sound, you're not making a rhythm or a beat or a song. But again, it's a cultural shit, right? Or some Gomorrah said yesterday, the Machlikas of whether it's a door knocker or whether it's a shtender, shtender would be mutter, a door knocker obviously would be asa, because it's miyuchad to make noise, and that's very paskin the Ramah, why you cannot use a door knocker on Shabbos is for that reason. 
So therefore, a rattle will be also. However, if the child needs it, so obviously, any tzoyuch of a child, most of us are familiar with the halacha and simen shin men base that goes to the sugya of uh, children and ketanim and giving things to children. Gemara Yuvamus Kufiyu base that talks about the halacha sfiyabiyadaim giving things to children. So obviously, if the child picks it up himself, there's no problem. But if the child needs it, the child is crying, moaning, and you know would be upset without it. And by giving it to the child, you calm down the child. Then that would be muta. Ah, it's mukta. Beseda. It's no worse than a klisha malachta leissa l'tzorich gufoi. That I need it, or even you could tie it tzorich makom. I need it somewhere else, whatever it may be. And therefore, if the child is crying a lot, and to give this to the child, that would definitely be mutter. Maybe it would be better to sort of, with your foot, shove it over, or with your elbow, if you can. But if you don't need to, then if you cannot do that, then that is fine. Okay. So again, the isoid is that a klinetz miyuchad for making a noise is mukta, and it's also to make that noise even if you're not making a rhythm or you're making a beat. Now, let's move on. Agav, you know, when we, we, we mentioned yesterday the shaila of the Belza Banga. So I, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to speak to one of the Belza Dayanim. In fact, I remember when I was um, being Menachem Oval by the Almona of... Um, of uh, one of the uh, victims of the Meron tragedy, so Moshe uh, Bergman from Manchester. So, so they were saying by the Sheva that you know he was he was learning this sugya of Ashmoaz Kol not not long before uh, he was Nifta, and he was a Ish Emes. He was a Mamashe was a, a, a man that searched after the truth. I don't know if any of you saw the emails that he was sending me. Uh, you know, for months and months and months already for before with all different shilas and he Emes the Emes. He wanted to know what's the Emes. So when he learned something, he didn't just learn whatever it says. He wanted to find out. So they told me, the Almona, his father, mother, they told, told me by the Shiva. They said, you know, he heard the shite of the bells of Banga. So what did he do? Friday night, he went to Daven and Bells. He said, I need to see it for myself. I need to see exactly what it is. I need to understand it in order to know what Allah is. It's, it's, I don't know how he came out. I don't know. But it's so beautiful. He wanted to know the Allah. He learned the Shaila. I'm going to go to Bells. I'm going to see what is this Bells a cushion with the, with the spoon. Mistama is a beautiful gold plaque. You know, Nishma, someone. Mistama, right? That's how it's normally done, right? I don't know exactly what it came out, but I would assume that the head to it is number one, it's the Tzorich Mitzvah. There's a Gemara Megillah, famously Gemara Megillah, where they used to, you know, such a big shul, there were so many people davening over there. They didn't even know when they said Kaddish or Baruch or any of the brachas. So there was someone with a flag, used to lift up the flag every single time to tell everybody what to do. Shiloh, it's not negated to us right now, but answering on main on a bracha that you didn't hear. But that's not negated to us. But they're, they're, could be that you know such a big show, so many people over there, they don't hear anything, and and you want to make sure everyone understands when you make the bracha or bracha, whatever it is that they're signaling to, um, and therefore that will be dumb. Number one, it'll be a tzorich mitzvah. Number two, also it's definitely not something that's generally made. It's made to make a noise, but not made to make a cultural shit. It's not made to make a musical sound, and it's for sure not being done to a beat. So all of these are turned together, together with yesterday's hetero of clapping of the tzorich mitzvah, the minchas eloza, and the chuvah of high going, and the amshu shloima. Then the stomach is a mockery to make. And that's probably what they're saying. But I didn't speak to the Bells of Dine myself to ask him exactly which head to their Saimachan. But I'm assuming it's something along those lines which makes sense. There's a mockum to be makal in that case. Let's move on to our side. The Mishnah, Beit Salam Advov, talks about this snapping fingers, right? Anyone's familiar with the Mishnayis and Mesechtus Yuma? If you have a Zoycha to learn on Yom Kippurim, the Mishnayis of Yuma, or those of you that are doing Dafayami, even better. So, therefore, you will know that there's an Indian of snapping fingers in front of the Kohen Godel to make sure he's awake and stays awake during the Avoid or the night before, whatever it may be. So, the Mice of the Mishnah Paskins that you're not allowed to snap your fingers on Shabbos Kodesh. Shochnar brings this in Siv Gimel. 
Very interesting. Um, it's actually in Shin Lamates, but I'll compon him as I state. Um, one of the first ones is actually what we said yesterday, by the way. Shin Lamates, Siv Gimel. You can't clap. And then he talks about um, snapping the fingers. Uh, right, all of these things, all of these things, basically go into, into this Indian over here. And that's where the Ramah tells us that. Uh, I people do it. That's what it is. The Mr. Brewer brings down a taste of Shabbos and Prima Godim that are machme even stam. That means just you know, Rabbi Sai, listen to the shame. Mr. Brewer brings a Prima Godim that holds that salsa. Rabbi Sai discussed it by Riches with Hagoin Rabbi Zul Opachlita and Rafal Zatzel, and they both told me that snapping your fingers stam is fine. If you're snapping your fingers to a beat, to a rhythm, to a song, then I hear. Because then it fits into the gzera that you might show me attack and shit. But if that's not happening and you just no, I say, get with the program, then it's okay. That is no problem whatsoever to do that. There are those who are machmer over there. That I would say for sure. But lemaisa kach omali hagoyin rebizul obach and rafalk. Both of them said that snapping your finger stam is okay. Uh, another halacha which again fits into this, and that's drumming on the table. Same shayla. Drumming on the table is basically the same shayla as clapping, same shayla as snapping your fingers, which again we could fit into number one. If it's being done stam, with no beat, no rhythm, no song, of course it's mutter. If it's been done to a beat, to a rhythm, to a zmiris, that could be mumachme, with the exception of what we said yesterday by clapping, the three eterim that we could definitely use for drumming, especially if it's done with mitzvah, it's done for gishmak, it's done for a, a situation, for a matzav, there's a sure mock to be mekel. Another halacha rabbi say is dancing. What about dancing on Shabbos? So the Mishnah, again, Beit Zedaf Lamut, tells us, in Meraktin, right? Not only is it a Mishnah, it's a Shulchan Aruch, in the beginning of Simon Shin Lamates, Mufurush, the halacha is, in Siv Gimel, V'loi Meraktin. Why can't you dance? Very interesting. Gzeira Shema Yisakin Klishe. Unbelievable. A guy's dancing, and he gets so around, like some Bishma involved in the dancing, I need to fix the guitar. I need to fix my violin. I need to fix my clarinet. Right? That's very important. In the middle of the dance, that's what happens. I, says there are more people do it. People do it. Anyone made a machar? You ever saw a protest going on in the middle of the show where guys start dancing in the middle of Lachar Doidi? And then the Ramah brings, everything's mutter nowadays. That's what Toysu said yesterday. It's not Shriach. That's the reason why people are making in everything, including clapping, including snapping fingers, including dragging on the table, including dancing. Why? Because of this Ramah, we mentioned it yesterday, but I just wanted to mention it inside Shin Lamatessiv Gimel. The Ramah says people are making because of Tosfus. We don't know how to fix guitars and we don't know how to fix drums. If, we, if something happens to our guitar, what do we do? We take it to a professional guy in the store, we don't fix it ourselves. And that's basically what Tosfus told us over here. Now, the question is. Um, a couple of things. Number one, uh, the Orch HaShulchan once again talks about dancing. He says, our dancing is not included. And the reason that is because it's not together with music. And therefore, he tainas that there is no problem whatsoever. And therefore, it has no shaykhas to Shemitak and Klishe because the only singing we do on Shabbos is with our mouths. And therefore, dancing is mutter. So according to Orch HaShulchan, the whole thing is mutter. According to 
many gedolei poskim, including the Mogan of Rome, that brings a tshuvas marik that says for simchas Torah, it's mutter to dance because it's lekovad Torah, and therefore any other mitzvah like a shavuot, like a bar mitzvah, or something similar to that. Kiruv, you're doing Kiruv for example, right? Somebody called me from South Africa, he's doing a Kiruv Shabbaton for the Oedim over there. Can they do this? And the answer is yes. For Kiruv and all these things, it's a mitzvah. There's absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. And Rafalks, that's how once told me that if dancing will enhance the Shabbos or the Suda or the Matzav, then of course that's called the Tzorich Mitzvah. The minig is to be made. I remember that I was once sitting by Rafalks, that's how. Um, when he, he's come to Eretz Yisrael, so I had this course of sitting with him many, many hours. And uh, one of the times I was sitting with him, a very, very chosh of Yid, Ramosha Yadla. Ramosha Yadla is a, is a machaba, a ger chosid, one of the big post in ger. And he um, wrote a beautiful sefer called Mora Shabbos. Beautiful, beautiful, four, five cholokim, unbelievable. So I have it in my house. Beautiful. So he came to ask Rafal, what's the deal with dancing? Because in ger they dance, and this idea was a shayla. So Rafal said to him, tell me, what does that mean, dancing? Show me. So he got up and he started dancing a whole matzah. So that's not called dancing, that's called walking. Meaning like this, certain times we call it dancing, it's not dancing. Right? What we do in yeshiva is going around the beam of dance. That's not dancing. You're walking around. You may be walking a bit faster than walking. You may be walking in a slightly different direction, right? But it's the same idea. The Yushalmi says this in Mufush. The Yushalmi says dancing means like, you're up in the air. You know what I'm talking about. That's a dance. Stand around the bima. Eh, it's not a dance. That's called walking. Walking fast. Therefore, there is no problem with that. However, you should know. Agav, the Svadim, the says with Avadia, Svadim don't have the head of the Ramah. We had a head of the Ramah a minute ago that we said, everyone does it. No, no, we have toys, whatever. Zuk with Avadia is that salt. We don't have a Ramah. So Svadim, he said, actually have to be more machme unless they're not going to listen to you, or unless obviously it's a real Tzorich Mitzvah, then there's a mockery to be Mako. Let's finish off Rabbi said today, one last sugya, and that is the sugya of an alarm clock. Right? One of the inyanim we mentioned of Rashmah's call is having noise in your house. Right? So we're not going to go into every inyan, but the basic Hagdorah, I will tell you, Amin Chashloim, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman says, that any noise that you can hear on the outside is automatically going to be yasa. So theoretically, if they were able to hear the washing machine outside your house, then it would be also to have the washing machine after Shkia, even though you started it before, because people here on the outside, and they may assume that it goes on, right? And that you put it on, on Shabbos. And it's an Xerah Shema, someone will hear and assume you put it on Shabbos. That's the halacha with all noise-making machines. One particular thing I want to mention, because I think this is very choshev, and that is an alarm clock. Are you allowed to set an alarm clock, obviously Erev Shabbos, to wake you up on Shabbos morning, early morning learning, early morning davening, mikvah? Are you allowed to do that? About this, a mitzvah, beautiful. When I wake up, I wake up for davening, Kriyashma, Sosman, Tefillah, beautiful, Gavaldi, learning before davening, Mayodik, right? <coughs> the item knows the mice, I always say over. One of my chavusas used to be the chavus of, of, uh, of Tzimaya on Shabbos morning. They used to learn together every Shabbos morning. So he told me that his job was to wake up with Tzimaya every Shabbos morning at around 3.30, 3.45. Right? A pretty normal time to wake up on a Shabbos morning. And um, he didn't want to wake up his wife. So he tied the... This is a nice story because my chavusa was his chavusa. He tied a gartel around him, went to bed, and put the other side of the gartel outside the window. So my chavusa used to come to the house. The string was there, and he was used to pull it. And this was to wake up with Tzimaya in the morning. Right? Not that he needed waking up, but he only went to bed probably 20 minutes before that. So he needed reawakening, whatever it was. That's used to wake him up. So the shines are you allowed to set an alarm clock before Shabbos in order for something to 
for it to wake you up. So it's interesting, we're actually going to move all the way down over here to Rishon Base. In Rishon Base, the Shulchan Aruch over here in Sivhei talks about this Shaila, and it's the but just to give you a little bit of the background over here, that any Issa, any noise-making item is better a problem, because people will assume that, like I said, that you're going to be doing it on Shabbos as well, right? So one of the examples the Shulchan Aruch brings us is a mill that runs on Shabbos, which makes a noise, and it works, and people are going to assume they're on Shabbos. Now, if someone hears an alarm clock, what's the din? What's the din of alarm clock? Right? What's the din of any machine? But specifically alarm clock. So Rav Moshe, the Heiliger Rav Moshe, God Ladar, has a, ju- have a beautiful tshuva. You look this up in Arachayim Chedek Dalud, Simen Ayin, Ois Vov. Look it up. It's on the page. It's open right over there. You can see the Gavaldic. He writes Mufurish like this. Mm-hmm. If they're going to hear you only in your room, if the alarm clock only sounds in your room, then it's mutter. But if they can hear it outside your room, Rav Moshe Paskin that it's us. Which means that Moshe holds that if an alarm clock is a loud one and it's heard outside the room, even though it's set before Shabbos, Ramosha Paskins that it is Asa, and the reason for that is because of Rashmah's call. That means if you have an alarm clock that's loud, that people outside your bedroom hear it, it was Asa, according to Moshe, to set that alarm clock before Shabbos because of Rashmah's call. I will tell you on the other side of the fence, uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman, for example, the Chazan Ish, uh, the Marshag Be'etzem, the Leket Yosher, Chacham Ovadi, and Yalket Yosef held that it's Mutter. If you obviously said it before Shabbos, it's Mutter. Why? Because they say that a long clock is something that's so obvious to people that you said it before. Nobody sets it before they wake up. You ever met a guy that went, went to sleep, doesn't set the alarm, he has to wake up at 7 o'clock. At 5 to 7, he says, Ooh, I've got to wake up at 7 o'clock. Set my alarm. Du-du-du. 7 o'clock. Goes back to sleep for 5 minutes. I'm not talking about snooze. I'm talking about someone who sets it like Chatrila that way. You ever, you ever met such a person? And, and, and you said it before you go to sleep. Therefore, say the post game, most post game, but well, most doesn't hold this way, but most post game hold, something that's normally set before Shabbos, then it's going to be okay without any problem whatsoever, because that's a normal thing, and therefore we don't have to be And by the way, who had din with any noise machine that's normal to be set before Shabbos? One of the famous ones is obviously, I mean, lights are not a noise machine, but it's an idea that even with Moshe's mask and using time clocks, because it's not some that someone put on. Air conditioning, for example, very nagaya. You walk past someone's apartment, someone's house, and outside the, 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 the house, you've got those boxes, and it's going around, and all of a and you're walking to Shul and boom, it goes on. Ha! Huh, the guy just put on the air conditioning. No. That's such a normal thing that people use timers for, even though it makes a noise. We're not worried about that. What would Ramosha hold about that? We know what Ramosha will hold about that, so we don't have to ask the cashier, right? If Ramosha is a machmon alarm clock, then Koshik is machmon and everything else. But I'm complaining just to know that most places can hold something that's a normal thing to set and to set before Shabbos, then we're not Koshish, but otherwise, from that, um, if it's only heard inside the room, then it's okay. Happy, wonderful, and have a good day.